Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey guys, welcome to a new winter. And today I'm joined with uh, Dan, Dreadful Dan. Hey, how are you doing? Dreadful Dan G of Dreadful Discs fame. <laughs> That's the one. Um, and today we're going to have uh, a bit of a special episode. We've not, we've not actually done this before. Um, it's <laughs> three hits and one shit. And it's not a game where I take a baseball bat and hit Dan around the head three times and then shit on his face, <laughs> even though... <laughs> Even that would that be would, fun. <laughs> yeah, as fun as that might be. Um, but instead, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to play three hits, or what we consider hits, I should say, and oh, um, just yeah, music that we like, and one song that we absolutely hate that we think is awful. And uh, yeah, so hence, three hits and one shit. Um, the fun so, thing is that the way we're doing this is we've generated completely blank MP3s to share with each other, so it will be a complete surprise with no um, sort of prejudices. Um, although, Sam, you've actually labelled one of yours shit. Um, I haven't had the good grace to do the same with you. So um, you, might be, you might be hoodwinked. So have you mixed in the shit track with the hits? Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. So you might be so, like, oh my God, this is so shit, but I don't want to tell Dan it's shit. It's just like his favourite song. <laughs> that might be um, the better way. I think you, I don't know if you'll be able to tell. Well, you will be able to tell now because I've, <laughs> as you said, I've labelled it. <laughs> but if you're listening to it completely blind, I don't know if you'll be able to tell. Um, so yeah, we've not done this before. Um, yeah, as Dan said, we're not going to know what the songs are or anything like that. Um, so you'll get our first hand reaction uh, on what we think of the song. And then we'll discuss it a little bit afterwards and why we think it's good mm. or bad. Um, so Dan, you, you're up first. Okay. Any, anything you want to say before I play, play this track? Um, which track are you playing? Number one? Well, I'll play number one. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think... <laughs> No uh, introduction required, and uh, let's just see what you make of it. Okay, let's play it. Right, um, so who was that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Who do you think it was? Do you think it's anyone you know? It, uh, to be honest, uh, no. But it was after our conversation that we had about like horrors, um, primary colours, and how they started. It was. It felt very much like you know that Sonics and early sixties kind yeah, of ilk. Um, that's right. Yeah, a sixties yeah, garage band. Yeah, uh, but no, I didn't. I didn't actually recognise it. I don't think they're called the Monks. Okay, um, and the song was called "I Hate You." Oh, really? Um, did you like it? <laughs> what, what, why? <laughs> Sending a message there um, <laughs> for the first track. <laughs> tell, it how, tell it how it is. I'll tell you what, I actually really liked it. Yeah. It was weird because it was like the um, beginning. Uh, I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm enjoying this. It's like I'm kind of getting getting into it, um, even even though, you know, it's like repeating a lot. But I'm like, I'm, I'm enjoying this groove. 
And then when his vocals came in, I was like, fucking hell, like what? <laughs> wasn't really wasn't expecting that. And at first I was like, oh, well. And then I was mesmerized um, right into the end. Uh, cool. And yeah, it's got a really cool vibe about it. I really like that one. Um, That's kind I, I, of. I deem it a hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was one of my hits. It wasn't the shit, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> what you've just said like, kind of encapsulates their whole, their whole sounds, and that's what I like about them and that song particularly. They set yeah. up that long, repetitive kind of like groove. It's quite like dark and dirgy. Mm-hmm. And then he just comes in with that really unhinged vocal. Yeah. Um, I think they're really, what's like interesting, I think they're really exciting for the time. So that album was released in 1966. Um, and their whole story is really interesting actually they were a band of American GIs that Mm -hmm. were stationed in Germany okay and they were kind of playing um, like some of the venues in Hamburg that the Beatles had been playing a few years before them right and playing you know that kind of like rock and roll kind of thing and um, these two German art students (laughs) got hold of them and basically said, everything you're doing, do the opposite of that. So right. don't use any of your instruments to make too much melody. It should be more about like repetitive rhythm. Um, and then they gave them this like really nihilistic kind of sound um, and image as well. They've all got their heads shaved at the top like monks. And they all wore black. <laughs> really? And they all wore like a, like a rope noose around their necks. Jesus. Um, um, yeah, I think I might have seen a picture of them before. I mean, that's real dedication to the, yeah. <laughs> the band. <laughs> yeah, and it's a really iconic look. Once you see them, you know, you don't forget it. Um, I suppose looking back now, you, you look at them, it looks a little bit hokey, but um, you got to think like 1966, seeing them, and there's footage of them on German TV doing, I don't know if they do that song, but they do some of their others. And it's just so abrasive, really hostile. Like the, the sound is hostile, the whole attitude is hostile. And a lot of people kind of say, "Oh, they've got, they're kind of like ten years early." It's really like proto punk. Yeah, and actually, it's I like proto post punk because all that kind of like repetitive rhythm. That's kind of like what happened with you know. It sounds a bit like Pill or um, mm-hmm. and uh, the Fall were a big big fan Marky Smith is a big fan of the monks and you, you, you hear all that especially in the earlier material um, yeah I've never yeah I don't think I've ever actually heard them before um, that's great what a lovely little little gem uh, <laughs> you've you've dug out there um, yeah I really I really enjoyed that yeah I'm, I'm gonna check out more of that stuff cool um, yeah so uh, I should say that my selection for today, um, because I was thinking, oh, what should I choose? And am I choosing something that you like or don't like? And I was like, I'm, I went at that moment in time, I was listening to my 2015 or whatever Spotify playlist that I'd made. Yeah. Um, and you know how sometimes you go on like a nostalgia thing um and this was kind of music that was coming out around that time okay and i thought you know what i'm just going to pick some songs from this playlist that i think i still like listening to today and i don't think then it's not this isn't me picking like these are my favorite songs of all time or anything like that it's more like this is a song i like how about it (laughs) and that's the kind of you know sometimes it's almost that um uh, like I don't know how do I describe it like not mediocrity but like songs that um, might not be you know legendary or anything like that but when I listen to it, I think I really liked that yeah um, so yeah it's around the 2014 2015 mark um, so yeah go ahead and enjoy okay Blimey, blimey, hate Riley. <laughs> that was a that was a, a, a noisy one, wasn't it? Um, I wasn't expecting that. Uh, are you sure that's from 2015? It sounds like something we would listen to 
from the mid nineties on like a uh, Punkarama compilation well, CD. Well, doesn't it just? <laughs> yeah. It sounds like yeah. It sounds like um, like early nineties kind of American post hardcore. Mm. Um, yeah. What did you uh, What did you think? Did you like it? I liked it. I think my favourite bit was probably the screeching feedback intro of the first few seconds. Yeah. That was, that was a highlight. Um, <laughs> and then it just sort of came and went in a 90 seconds whirlwind of, of anger and uh, malediction. Hmm. Well, they're called Gloss, but it's like G.L.O.S.S. Because they're actually called Girls Living Outside Society Shit. And the track <laughs> is called Girls Living Outside Society Shit. Uh, in brackets, uh, we're from the future. And it's... Um, so, yeah, Gloss, as they're called, is led by a um, trans woman. And, uh, yeah, so it's um, an interesting uh, band for the you know LGBT... Uh, scene um so is she yeah. the singer yeah so she's the singer hmm. and yeah that really you know when you see them perform um yeah like there's no holding back or anything like that it's really like visceral um and it's have great. you seen and, them uh, not um in person no just on online i don't even know if they toured here like th- th- this is the thing so they like basically came and went in like i think like a year and a half Something like that. From when they formed to when they split was that quick. But they made a real, like, impression with that first, um, uh, that debut EP. Uh, So, like, five songs or something. It's like 20 minutes or whatever, if that. Um, And, yeah, it was just really good. And, you know, I I just thought it was really cool. And I liked the idea that it's all about being, you know, trans and, like, what what is a woman? Um, And, you know, that kind of sexual identity but it deals with it in a very like fuck you violent manner. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when she talks about, you know, being an outcast and all this stuff and it's not like, yeah, it's not like she's trying to fit into society. It's like, I'm who I am. Fuck you. Basically. I'm not going to apologize for it. And I really like that. Cause you know, back in, you know, the punk days or whatever, maybe it was a class thing or, you know, something like that. But these days, you know, kind of rebelling against that very Republican white right wing, um, you know, stance, especially like these days in Trump era. Um, it's quite interesting. And yeah. I really liked it. Um, yeah. So it's like the um, people singing in the, in the 80s, you know, bands like uh, the Dicks with Gary Floyd, who were kind of being angry about their homosexuality. Um, it's like taking that to the next Next well, were they angry step? about their homosexuality? <laughs> Do you mean that? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, mm. I'm so angry about being gay. What do you no. mean, like, <laughs> in society? Yeah, yeah, angry, angry, and, and the police, of course. And their, their right. treatment at the hands of their fellow Texans. Right. Yeah. Um, well, that was, uh, yeah, that was gloss check it out um so dan i'm now gonna listen to the second track that you've chosen today oh cool So, Sam, do you have a good name? <laughs> no money can buy my name, <laughs> apart from if you get a deep hole. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I weirdly, w- when I first started listening to it, I was like, oh, okay, where's, you know, where's this going? And then when he started singing, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And even though, you know, looked at it, I was like, 10 minutes, over 10 minutes long, that song. Um, I was into it. Wow, I wasn't sure you'd like it, to be honest, so um, that's cool. Yeah, 
there was a, at a point uh, near the beginning i was like oh is this like the the shit one i was listening to it going no man this is really like <laughs> i really enjoy this this can't be a shit one um i'll tell you what it's, it's reminded me a little bit of um did you ever listen to the band yaysayer in like the mm. early noughties, I think it was. No, I've heard of them. I've never, I've never listened to them at all. Yeah, I think they're still going. I think they still release albums, but God, God, I haven't listened to it in ages. But um, yeah, they've got a few tracks that I quite like, and it does sound a little bit similar to this. Okay. Like, um, I can't really put my finger on it either. Um, just that it's, it's kind of well, it's not even psychedelic. It's um, I don't know, just something different, like something a bit different. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing it's actually an old song. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, but from eighties, I'm guessing like listening to that synth. I'm you like, are I've right. Yeah. Um, um, 1983, in fact. Oh, the year, the year of both our births. Um, no, no, afraid not. I've got you pipped. <laughs> Oh yes, I forgot what a young lad. I, was I, I remember when this record was released. I remember it well. <laughs> Bopping around the uh, Christmas tree, Christmas no eighty two. No money, no money. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like that. I really liked it. Tell me, tell me more. Like, who is it? Tell me more about it. So that was a nice big fat slice of the Afro beat that you've been ragging me about. Uh, <laughs> ragging you? Not ragging. I just don't know anything about it. Um, that's William on your ball. He's a Nigerian musician. Um, okay. I think his first album came out 1977, thereabouts. Wow. So this is quite late in his career. Um, and, of course, it would be really obscure, because his records were only originally released in, in Nigeria. But um, wow. I think about, about six years ago... Um, uh, what's his name? David Byrne. David Byrne's record label. Mm-hmm. Um, he seemed yeah. to go on like a personal crusade and he had all this stuff reissued and they did an anthology on him. Um, and because he, at that point, William Onyabor was alive but a total recluse. Um, right. So David Byrne and a few others, I think including Dame, Damon Albarn, like actually formed a band to promote these reissues. Wow. Um, and they did like American talk shows and things, um, played some of his songs. So it's not that obscure now. And actually, I was out last night uh, in London having a few drinks, and I actually heard one of his songs. Oh, really? Played by the DJ. I was like, "Wow, William on your ball is yeah mainstream." He's dead now, though, so that's a shame. Yeah. Um, but his background story is really fascinating. I won't go into too much detail, but he seems to be completely shrouded in mystery. Um, because they're kind of like how did he bring all these like synthesizers to Nigeria in the late 70s and have enough money to like have a studio and his own record label Um, and no one quite knows oh really and no one quite knows as well he just stopped and then vanished Um, there's a really good there's like a half hour documentary you can watch produced by um, Noisy Okay. Um, you can find it on YouTube. I'd recommend it to anyone. Nice short. It's really, it's just really fascinating. A show notes so that people can actually, um, yeah, just click on it and uh, watch it at their own leisure. Cool. And if they like the song, um, good starting point is the anthology, which is called "Who Is William Onyabor." Oh, what a lovely title! <laughs> um, so many questions in just one question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, what we'll do as well is we'll put together um, a Spotify playlist and I'll link it somewhere. Um, uh, we'll, I'll link it on our social channels and whatever. And if you click on it, uh, what we'll do is we'll take you to the songs that we're talking about today so you can actually listen to them um, and see what you think. Uh, so, yeah, we'll make it a bit easier on you guys. Right. What is up next? It's my number two song, I think. Yep. Okay. Go okay. ahead. Wow, that ending was um, 
quite the cacophony. Do you think a lot of that was achieved in the uh, mixing stage? Um, I don't know. Because <laughs> it was pretty crazy with those drums. Yeah. Um, um, it's pretty, yeah, intense when, you've, when it ends. When you first listen to it, you're like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, I felt like anyway. Uh, no, that ending was very cool. speeds up. Mm. Yeah, you think about where it begins and where it ends up, you're like kind of in a car crash. Yeah. <laughs> Almost. Um, that was really good. I really liked it. Um, yeah, because you know I like quite a primitive, plodding, basic drum beat. Um, that's sort of my forte, um, and a bit like the first song, Monks. It kind of initially it got into that kind of a bit of a groove, um, and then when there was that big step change, I mean that could be handled quite badly. It could be a bit silly, but it wasn't really jarring. Um, I liked some of that guitar stuff. It sounds quite sort of like. Um, Pixies-ish guitar tones and um, yeah, just like a really nice kind of like for me it felt like a like a late nineties kind of alternative indie rock kind of sound, mm. um, which is my kind of thing, obviously. Um, and it stayed interesting. I liked that it kept speeding up and then all that stuff going on at the end. Yeah, very cool. Who was it? Um, the band called Cloud Nothings. Oh, um, yeah. I've I've probably spoken about it before anyway, but. Um, They've had a few albums out. Um, have you heard? You've heard of them before, then? Yeah, I've got one of their albums, but maybe I didn't listen to it properly. It's possible. Um, so yeah, um, they for me are like one of the few bands I'm. I'm still quite interested in hearing what they do, and sometimes I think I've got them nailed, and then they'll do something else. So sometimes they sound quite mainstream. Um, and verging on the emo kind of side of things. Mm. And then other times um, it just sounds like straight up, like a, a bit more like, not punky, but like going down more that route. And then you have stuff like this where I'm like, that's really cool. But I think they're just, generally speaking, they're really good at writing a melody and also making it sound quite raw. Yeah, And it reminds me like of how, well, basically how Nirvana used to do. I'm not saying that they're like... Uh, the same but there's a, a clear kind of influence but yeah the fact that they're still able to mix up they're not simple songs but they're songs that actually sound good um and yet they've kind of added that rawness to it over the top which makes it um just that little bit different um yeah so i quite like it um and i quite like this stuff and they're still going you can still catch them um playing uh relatively young still um but yeah, uh, Cloud Nothings. That was called Psychic Trauma. Cool. I'm going to check that out. Definitely. I'm going to um, probably download that album. Uh, yeah. Okay. So next up is your number three. Number three. Which I'm guessing before I even listen to it is going to be the shit one because everyone what? puts it at third or fourth. What? What, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so boring. Why don't you start with the shit one? No one ever starts with the you know the odd one out um I, I did want to start with it but i thought with this being a new format for the show we should <laughs> not get things off on the wrong foot yeah well fair enough um i guess like much like how i do it in my life i've saved my shit until the end <laughs> <laughs> well, right, well this isn't, i mean the surprise has been ruined so look everyone the song you're about to listen to is steaming garbage For a start, I know that's Coal Chamber with Loco. (laughs) It's a bit unfair what I've done there, isn't it? Because what I've done is I've actually picked your favourite band of all time. Um, And I could hear, I could hear, while it was playing, I could hear you tapping away, drumming your little thighs. (laughs) Like you were 14 again. Uh, Lovely. It's true, I was. I totally was. (laughs) Uh, So... Oh, yeah, it's a bit unfair. Um, it's not that I actually... <laughs> it's my favourite <laughs> band or anything like that. 
They were around in, God, what, 2000, I suppose, around that, literally around that year. Well, they were, but that song was from 1997. Was it? Yes. Jesus. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I suppose it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Oh, heyday. Yeah, exactly. We're, we, you know, we're at our best. Um, and it's not that I, <laughs> I loved the song. They only really had like two songs, <laughs> I think. And even the second song was not <laughs> amazing. This was like their, their first song that they released before the album. It was the first song, I believe, on the album. Um, and yeah, it's, I, it's, I don't even, it's just a nostalgia thing um but it is quite funny listening back to it it's weird because only i would honestly only like a year ago maybe i was starting to think about what was i listening to back then and trying to like dig out some um you know songs or whatever from back in the day and like googling a little bit like what what was out and uh yeah that was one of them and i think it was made like one of my friends a guy called um robert brewer who a name i haven't said in 25 years probably. <laughs> um really liked them and uh yeah we'd always play that so it kind of reminds me about this one specific guy more than anything but um yeah it's uh listening back to it i know it's a pretty awful song but i just still tap away to it. <laughs> selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Like you said, um, I um, there are worse songs. There are worse songs. Th- there's a lot better songs as well. What surprised me was that, because I never at the time thought they were terrible. I wasn't a fan, but um, listening back to it, I was really shocked at how one note it is. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's just nothing happening there. And it's the musical equivalent of a guy standing at a party going, Oh, I'm mad, me. Look at me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, don't think about it like that. Guy screaming, oh, I'm mad. Got like a bee uncovered. <laughs> <laughs> Which only people of a certain age will remember. It's basically porn for when, <laughs> for, for when you're a kid. And you can get a hold of it as easily as today. A bee uncovered, uh, late on Sky One. But yeah, everyone in that is just like, I'm mad me. You should film me. I'm mad. I'll do anything. Um, yeah. Uh, it's that was their whole act, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it is weird because, yeah, listening back to it, it's like he does the fast, whatever he's doing. And it's like, okay, that's very much of that time. And then the chorus, it just is him like screaming louder. And I think that's the hook. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's like, oh, look, he can scream, but now he can really scream. Yeah. 
wow. And then it's just the whole, and then it's the whole thing again. I think the one thing that's quite interesting about it is the way it just stops. <laughs> that's the, <laughs> that's, just, that's the best just, moment for sure. That's what I mean. It just stops. Then he get, just goes, oh, <laughs> we'll get back to it again. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> uh, yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting pick. I like what you've done there. Thanks. <laughs> I really, right, uh, I really had to search my soul for, uh, for for the right shit song. So I'm glad that you appreciated it. <laughs> Good. Um, right, you are going to be now listening to my third track, which, as I've said, I deem a hit. So, a very sexy song and a nice change of pace as we move into the final portion of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, perfectly curated by yourself, of course. <laughs> yes. Um, um, what did you think? I, I, th- I thought it was very nice. Um, it's like kind of like neo-soul thing. I, I liked mm-hmm. it when it started. I was like, hmm, very funky bass. It's very, uh, it's quite sophisticated arrangement. Um, yeah, I liked it. it. It reminded me a bit of like um, what Metronomy were doing. Yeah, Because um, yeah. they sort of played around with some of that like late 70s kind of soul sound, almost, you know, starting to verge on like funk and disco. I felt at some points the female vocal for me skirted a little bit too close to brand new heavies territory. Um, which was slightly alarming, uh, <laughs> but other than that, yeah, you've kind of ruined it a little bit. For me, yeah. <laughs> but no, I know what you mean. Uh, but um, all in all, a smashing little tune. Yeah, um, it's by the Harpoons, an Australian band, I believe. Um, and yeah, they're not famous or anything at all. This is kind of like just something that I came um, came across uh, whilst just trying to look for new music that's you know a bit more obscure um i don't even know if it's their biggest like track or anything like that but yeah it's called never stop loving you um what appealed to you about it i liked the fact that it was a bit um it was just a happy nice song i really liked the chorus as well and it reminded me a bit of um kings of convenience and that kind of folky Mm sensibility but yeah as you said it's a bit more soul and funky and especially like during um that time where i was listening to more soul stuff than i'd ever done before and um you know like charles bradley um oh yeah uh and all this who was still going obviously you know he died like last year or something but you know was still bringing out stuff um And it was only because I'm going into a story now, but uh, I pitched to do a Charles Bradley music video. Oh, right. Really? Um, Yeah. For, oh God, what song? You put the flame on it. Yeah. I can't remember what song it was, but um, I pitched to do it and I listened to it and I was like, man, this is, is this new? What are you talking about? Um, And then I listened to the album and then I listened to uh, more albums and I was like, man, this is great. And then, I was like, yeah, you know what? I really want to go back and listen to some of that stuff and, you know, got into just soul a little bit more. But I'm talking like, you know, nothing like new and crazy, like James Brown, basically, and all this stuff. Mm. And, um, yeah, and at, at that time, this song came across my path. And even though it's obviously nothing quite like that, as you said, it does have like a bit of a soul, funky kind of sensibility to it, but also like quite... um there's like a scarcity to it as well and it's just like a nice little melody pop song it's unobtrusive and it's just quite sweet and i think Mm. sometimes um you know i need to listen to like a song like that to kind of you know 
Make me feel like the world's all right. <laughs> I think we all need that sometimes, big man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true, don't we? We can don't all relate all. to that. Yeah, and it's um, yeah, it's nice. You know, and it's one of those songs that, as I was saying, when I go back to that playlist, when I hear it, I'm like, I really like this song. It's so nice, and especially like now in the summer and all this stuff. Um, yeah, so I've no idea if uh, anything about them. Uh, yeah, I think they're Australian. And they've probably got better songs. Who knows? I don't know. But um, yeah, I'd check them out if you liked the sound of that. Cool. Well, it'd be nice to now follow that up with something really nasty and bitter and angry. But unfortunately, I think I've got a little bit of a sunny gem for you. Oh, can't wait. Let's go. So, what did you think of that? I liked it. Didn't love it. Okay. <laughs> um, the reason the reason why is I do... I like the old country western songs. Yeah. And, um, but I would never go out of my way to listen to them. And I think part of it is because every time I hear something like that, I think I'm watching like a Coen Brothers film. Or something uh, like that. It feels like it. It feels like it's part of a world that I'm just not. You know that it's, it's the music that I listen to when watching those kind of films, rather than the music I you know stick on to yeah. listen to. If that makes sense. Even stuff like Johnny Cash, um, like Elvis, is different. But um, you know, as much as I love Johnny Cash and all that stuff, and even Bob Dylan, really. But there's still an element where I'm like, I'm just not you know, when I hear music like this, it's like, I get it. I know why people like it. I really like it. I think technically it's great. The musicianship and songwriting and stuff, brilliant. But I'm like, it, for some reason, it just doesn't click with me. You hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Those, those fucking Coen brothers got a lot to answer for. Um, no, that's fair I enough. think it would work. Like, if I was watching a Korean Brothers scene, let's say, and this song was playing over the top, I'd think that's cool. But would I go out and listen to it afterwards? Probably not. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why... I'm sorry, that's not really an answer, is it? But it's uh, <laughs> something completely subjective. Um, but no, I didn't hate it at all. I actually, I did like it. I do think it's a good song. Um, I just didn't... I didn't love it. I probably wouldn't go and listen to it again. I'd be, I'm happy with that listen. Fair enough, fair enough. At least we got a little bit of a Louvan Brothers into your heart. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I should ask, what is it, yeah. <laughs> um, so, the Louvan Brothers, Louvan, Louvan, there are um, brothers from Alabama, and that song is from their album Satan is Real, from 1959, mm. um, which has become Christian a bit of a... Sin. Yeah, very devout Christians, Um Obviously, that song's um, called The River of Jordan, and a lot of the other tracks on the album are even more overtly um, Christian and preachy, specifically quite preachy. Um, It's become a bit of kind of like kitsch cult classic, uh, not least because of the album cover. Um, If you get time to just look for the album cover, it's amazing. These two guys singing their hearts out in front of this like really tacky cardboard cutout of Satan with all this like hellfire and brimstone. Um, and I've noticed I'll put it in the show notes and people can link to it. I've noticed tracks from the album creeping into like um, when you go to gigs, they often put it on at the uh, at the end over the PA. What this song? Uh, well, not that one. Um, sometimes the title track Satan is real. Right. I suppose I think it's like quite a cool kind of um, juxtaposition. But um, I first heard of them because I went to Alabama um, 2006 and then I went to Nashville and I went to the Country Music Hall of Fame and they're in there. I never um, remember you going to Alabama and Nashville. Yeah. 
13 years ago, Jesus. Who was that, who was that with? Who the hell was that with? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I went with my dad. Uh, okay, that makes sense. That's, is that okay? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all right. Because <laughs> he's big, like, you know, he loves rock and roll, he loves bluegrass. Yeah, and I just remembered, yeah. He wanted to do this, like, tour of the Deep South. Um, mm. So that's when they came to my attention. And I've also got the book um, by by one of the brothers, uh, Charlie. Um, and it's really, really interesting. Um, the other brother, Ira, would get so worked up. Because, um, you know, like I said, they would involve preaching during their concerts and the songs. Um, he was also an inveterate alcoholic. Um <laughs> And he would get himself worked up into such a state that sometimes he would smash his ukulele. Um, and apparently they say that's kind of, that's where that came from, that trope of like the rock and roll musician smashing their guitar on stage. Fuck off. It was pure, what? pure, pure God-fearing passion. There is no, there's no way it stemmed from there. <laughs> from them surely there's no there's no earlier no record of somebody it. performing and <laughs> right. doing that um okay. and of course they were you know they were well known amongst all the other um you know musicians of the south um you know, know all, all rock something. and roll being born out of memphis and tennessee um so yeah that's i think they were quite influential in that regard and obviously like the harmonies and all of that i think that's um or been a big influence as well. So they're quite yeah. an interesting, I think, interesting little act. Um, yeah. But but maybe the uh, maybe the the story behind them is a bit more <laughs> enjoyable than the music. Yeah, it's uh, it sounds interesting at least. Anyway, um, okay, cool. Uh, well, now we come on to the the final song. Is it the final song of the whole lot? I think yeah. it is, isn't it? Um, this is it, and this is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. atrocious on so many levels don't think i actually managed to pick up everything that's wrong with that song on the first listen but i think you could probably talk about it for half an hour all the stuff that's wrong in there can you guess who it is it's pretty evident from you um, know, if you even heard one other song by the band no i no i don't know who it is um i was getting hints of you know new metal and i was like oh actually it's one of those like late 90s power pop punk bands and no i don't know who is it it's biffy Cairo. oh god yeah not... and this is why it um annoys me it's because i i was a biffy fan <laughs> for the first couple of albums yeah. and with each subsequent album there has been a massive <laughs> downward spiral basically there came a point i think it was after their third album which was a little bit more uh, different from the previous ones um in more of a concept way though i'm you know i'm using that term quite quite loosely there um and after that album they basically did a weird they kind of changed the whole image instead of being like we're like a rock band and we're doing our own thing or whatever they um like got a look and then maybe they got signed to a major label or something and suddenly there was a lot more push behind them um, and then I think they released Puzzle, and that had, like, two songs on it that I liked. And then after that, it was like, oh, man, it's just it's going downhill fast. And they started having their own look. Like, they were all topless for, <laughs> for ages. Like, that was their look for a while. <clears throat> that main guy, Simon Neil, got loads of tattoos. And it was like, what is it? Who's this for anymore? It's like they became a real parody 
of themselves and all the interesting stuff, which I quite liked early on and all that kind of, you know, passion. It was like, that shit went right out the fucking window and then it just became a thing of like, Ugh. you can tell they're just like, let's just do the stuff that we've been doing for God knows how long. And, you know, we'll just churn another song out. Yeah. It's really embarrassing. I'm, I'm surprised it's them. I, I'm not familiar with them, but I know that you liked them. Um, mm. But they, they, I mean, they must be like fairly old as well. So, yeah, they're not. Um, they're a bit older than us. Yeah, they're. Uh, well, yeah, that's pretty old. Then. Four years. Yeah, so they're forty. I'd suppose they must be. Yeah, I mean, they're doing stuff that sounds like, like you know, someone in their early twenties trying to appeal to teenagers, and yeah. it's really not just from a creative and songwriting aspect. It's, it's the production's fucking dire. You know, the heavy compression, that sort of like really popping radio friendly, shiny sound. Yeah. Um, some of the really, really cringe are these silly little like vocal um, bits and pieces going on in there. It's just awful. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. And it's a real, this is why it's quite close to my heart because it's just a real example of um, how bad they are. But I should say that, um, you know, this is, it's called, um, balance not symmetry and it's the it came out this year so it's the only one that's wow. actually recent um it's their new new single basically and what it is is it's from simon neil the front man has written co-written a film called balance not symmetry i think um which it comes out in like a few weeks i think and it's like a film based in glasgow and i think like an american exchange student ends up there or whatever and i don't know something or other um I think it's like a coming of age what's it whatever um i'm shocked but they've done yeah so their next album is the soundtrack for this film and this is the title track and god knows what that album is gonna say <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so he's obviously trying to diverse a little bit not understanding that he can't be a well some people are rock stars forever but that you know that maybe he doesn't want to do this forever and also they clearly haven't got the fucking you know talent basically to um to do it for for so long because they're really scraping the barrel yeah you know, especially with songs like that i can't believe that that's from this year it sounds about 20 years old it sounds so yeah. dated i honestly thought it was um like when it started like late 90s new metal what i was going to say it seems like our oh, shit occupies the same sphere but um <laughs> <laughs> No, it's, it's actually uh, yeah. some uh, one of the UK's premier rock acts. <laughs> yeah, the best thing to come out of Scot Scotland. Some some may say since Haggis. Um, yeah, it's a real shame because I uh, like I saw this band Ludes. Um, I've met them a couple of times as well, um, but this was like really early days um, <laughs> before the first album had even come out. I think, and uh, yeah. Um, and I was really excited about it, but yeah, they've just kind of, they've just really gone off on one. But I did see them live at a Glastonbury or something um, about, I was by myself, which is usually the case with these music festivals, I feel like. <laughs> I was going off by myself. Um, so maybe it was about six years ago, something like that. And uh, it was better than I thought it would be. Um, and I was like, okay, they've still, you know, still kind of good still got a good live thing kind of going on. You know what I mean? Still got a good live presence. It yeah. sounds fairly mm. decent live, but I was like, these songs are just dire. Like the whole time I'm just like, I get it. I can see why people are liking it in this kind of atmosphere, but fuck me. Like this is not um, their early stuff where they had obviously a bit more passion. So yeah, sorry to end it on a bit of a downer, but um, that right. was Biffy Clyro, Balance Not Symmetry. And that was the shit that I chose. Yeah. To um, to wrap this show up, should we agree? What was the most offensive shit? Ugh. I think it was that this. One. Yeah, this one, Biffy, was definitely most offensive. I would quite happily listen to Cold Chamber. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, listen, listen to that. I think for me... Me loco. The, uh, me loco. I think for me the biggest um, surprise, obviously from your side, the one I liked the most, let's say, the hit of your hits... Um, was the William Onyebor yeah. track. Uh, I Yeah, I really liked that. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. And, yeah, Monks does come a close second, actually, when I think about it. And But in terms of... But, and I think Monks is something like a band that I would will now go off and research. But 
song by song as an actual song. Um, yeah, I, I liked the William Onyebor song better. Awesome. Um, from my side, um, I'll be following up on Cloud Nothings, definitely. Yeah. I really liked that. And I think, um, I mean, it seems to me something that would be quite immediate. So I can probably just pull that album up on Spotify or whatever and probably just get right into it. Yeah. Um, and they've, yeah, they're still releasing stuff. So keep an eye out for them. Um, okay. Well, that's it guys. Uh, thanks for listening to that. Um, as always, you can, um, follow us on, uh, a new winter on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Dan, where can they find you? At dreadful discs on Instagram. Um, and on YouTube. Cool. And you can email us a new winter podcast at gmail.com. And you can become a patron as well. If you go to patreon.com slash a new winter, we've got tiers up there where we have exclusive episodes and you can even dictate what one of the shows might be about. Um, so go along and give me some of your money. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be doing a few more of these as we, as we go along. Um, tell us what you think. And if you liked it, if you hated it, if you thought we were wrong about everything, then, you know, whatever, just please talk about it. Cause I need some kind of validation in my life. <laughs> um, and uh, remember, guys, me loco. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.